This is Derek Bros. Derek Bros. Derek Bros. This is Derek Bros. of the Conscious Resistance. I'm here in Standing Rock. That man is wanted in five different countries: Chile, Argentina, Brazil. We've been fighting a long time, and we've all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. fucking days that horse! We're not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. Above all, stay alive. You have no idea how important. Hey everyone, this is Derek Bros of the Conscious Resistance Network. Today is Sunday, September 19th, 2021, and I am currently in Santa Cruz, California, preparing to head out in the morning to Las Vegas, Nevada for the next stop on the activation tour. Miriam, Miriam and I are starting the end of the first leg of the activation tour, the beginning of week four. Uh, we'll be going into Vegas. Salt Lake City, Denver, then Kansas City, and then going home for a week, and then we will hit the road in October for the Midwest and East Coast part of the tour. You can guys, you guys can find all this, of course, at activationtour.org, activationtour.org, and of course, you can find all of our content at theconsciousresistance.com. So, as we're traveling the country and we're doing this tour, I'm sharing a talk every night. It's been about 45 minutes to an hour and a half long, and it's called this is what we're facing and this is what you can do about it so it's solutions focused like all of my work tends to be and i'm trying to help people understand the tools that are available to us as we face technocracy as we face the great reset as we face agenda 2030 as we face all of these insane things in front of us as we face some monumental obstacles absolutely monumental ob obstacles. We have to admit we're in a very pre precarious, difficult situation, but there are solutions. And so tonight I want to share a little bit about the talk from the talk. I haven't recorded the full presentation yet. I think maybe some people have, and it's, it might be out there. We will eventually be releasing the full uh, presentation. Uh, again, it's called, this is what we're facing and this is what you can do about it. But I want to share just one aspect of it with you guys tonight. This is going to be a fairly quick video. I just want to plant these seeds. And if this resonates with you, then please share this with your friends and family who you think might need to hear this message. Again, our website is theconsciousresistance.com. You can find us on all the alternative social media um, platforms, and you can see that on the front page of our website. So let's talk about three traps to look out for on your path to liberation. That's what this video is focused on. This is part of my talk I'm giving on the activation tour. The first one that I want to focus on is division. And as I've been saying every night, guys, if you haven't quite realized, the division is part of the conspiracy. Does that make sense? The division is the conspiracy. The folks at the top of the pyramid of power, what I like to refer to as the predator class, they are more than happy to see us divide and fight and turn on each other. They, they could care less you know, about our minor disagreements so long as we continue to divide against ourselves rather than organizing and focusing on the people in the people who I like to call them the powers that wish they were right. The people who believe they're in power, the people who use violence and coercion and force and violence against the rest of us, good people so that they can control us. Those folks understand that division helps their cause. So the division is part of the conspiracy. It's important to recognize that. So what do I mean? 
the most current expression of this at the moment is vaccinated versus unvaccinated, of course, right? You know, you're vaccinated, you must be this way and think this way. You must be a Trump supporter, QAnon, whatever. Oh, you're unvaccinated. Well, you must be a dumb, blind sheeple who believes everything the government tells you, right? It's on both sides. Both sides are guilty of this. But that's just the current, most current expression of it. We could also talk about black versus white. We could say alt-right versus Antifa. We, should, we could say Democrat versus Republican, whatever. We could go on and on. And my point is not to say that you need to just love everybody you know, and just kind of accept all their BS because a lot of people out there got bad ideas, dangerous ideas even. But my point here is that when we allow these different labels, whether the labels about our race, our sex, our religion, our gender, our political beliefs, our political party, when we allow that to be the defining characteristic of who we are, and then from that place, we allow ourselves to be kind of molded into this mindset that says, well, you're not on my team, so I can't be friendly with you. I can't talk with you. I can't find common ground with you. You know, one of the most beautiful parts of this tour that we've been experiencing is that we're talking with people, you know, what some might consider to be hecklers, uh, counter protesters, but really oftentimes we're able to kind of deescalate things and and basically help people like who don't have common ground find that common ground. We I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I'll just tell a brief story. When we were in Portland for the first ever vac uh, anti-vaccine uh, passport protest last week, and there was 100 plus people, there were some people who were very angry at us and, and wanted to yell and scream. And some of them were not sensible. I showed those folks, one of them, and the uh, videos uh, from week two of the activation tour. You can find it at theconsciousresistance.com. Some people just want to scream and yell, and that's it. There's no reaching them. But there are others who are kind of standing there curiously like, hmm, I don't get these people. Why do they think this thing or that thing, right? And there's such an opportunity that presents itself if you can be patient, compassionate, empathetic, and not just unleash everything you want to say on this person and, ah, this is why you're wrong. Or what have you heard of the PCR test? What about this? What about the very system? You know, it's hard sometimes to not just unleash on people all the things we feel like we want to express because we care. But when you can just keep yourself chill and calm and they're able to do the same, you can have a conversation. And we did this several times, myself and Miriam and others. And in some cases, I'm talking about 45-minute conversations, casual, calm, agreeable conversations, even though we don't have you know, agreement on every single topic. It is possible. And that is such a learning lesson for myself and the other person and everybody else watching. Wow, people can actually talk and communicate in a respectful manner. And even though we walk away knowing we don't agree on everything, we understand each other better. And the gentleman I was talking with in this particular case, he still had his mask on. He didn't want to shake my hand at the end, but we were able to bump elbows at least and kind of find that common ground. And so my point is we succeed better by working with the uh, working within uh, the paradigm of collaboration, of uh, unity and of cohesion and of common ground. Again, it doesn't mean we have to accept or believe that, you know, everything somebody else says like, oh, well, I can't work with that Trump supporter because clearly he's a moron. Look, I don't like Trump any more than many of you. And uh, but I've worked with Trump supporters. I've spoke at lockdown protests and anti-vaccine things, or not only going to call them anti-vaccine, but vaccine choice events. I've also worked with communists and worked with radical leftists on homeless issues, on police violence issues. My point is you can find common ground and that helps us as communities to focus on the common ground rather than maybe those areas where we 
you know, 10% that we disagree. Instead of focusing on that, we focus on the common ground. Again, this doesn't mean that you should change your principles or not stick to your principles. You absolutely should. But because everybody's got lines that, you know, like, hey, I'm not going to hang out with a Nazi, for example. But generally speaking, we can find more common ground. So that's one trap. The division is part of the conspiracy. The second trap that I want to warn about is defeatism. You guys have probably seen this, that there are many people on their truth, spiritual journey, whatever you want to call it, that believe that what we're facing is so insurmountable that they basically, they give up. You know, this is the kind of person that you can present a solution, be it uh, community gardens, homeschooling, unschooling, cryptocurrency, alternative currencies, whatever you want to come up with. And, oh, that's controlled opposition. Oh, that's a shill. Uh, that's infiltrated. Oh, they created that. Oh, they own that. You know, this kind of person that is just, no matter what you say, that just shoots it down, right? So I'm guessing this type of person just sits at home and, you know, complains about everything on Facebook all day, but has no real solutions. Guys, are you familiar with this person? Most of you probably are familiar and come across this person, the defeatist. Don't be this person. And if you see this person, try to reach them, try to talk to them and help them see that there is hope, not some false hopium, not some, you know, we can do this, we're all in this together, Obama, fake change kind of crap, but real hope. And there's hope because there's action. You know, it's not just a uh, kind of vague, abstract hope. Oh, we hope things are going to get better one day, right? No, we hope they're going to get better and we know they're getting better because we're making it happen, because we're taking action in our lives, because we're pulling our money out of the banks, because we're pulling our kids out of schools, because we're pulling our, our health away from the big pharmas and taking care of our health, because we're pulling away from corporate mainstream media, right? Because we're pulling away from all the systems which seek to enslave us and which do not serve our highest good, which do not align with our values and our principles. That's the only real change that's gonna come. That's what I've been talking about on this tour, how to align thoughts, words, and actions. Consistency by consistently applying your principles across the board. That is what will lead to freedom. So the defeatist, though, wants to believe that there's no way out of this. And so any solution we come up with, any idea you propose, it's it's going to be you know dismissed. They're just going to poo-poo it. And just be careful. Look out for that because falling into that darkness, it can be really scary. One last thing I'll say on that, you know, I kind of refer to waking up, as we like to put it, it's a grieving process, guys. I, I wrote about this in the uh, Holistic Self-Assessment, which you can download for free at theconsciousresistance.com on the books tab. The Holistic Self-Assessment talks about the waking up process and how as an activist, this is like a grieving process. You know, there, There's a psychological model that describes grieving as a seven-step process. And it doesn't necessarily say that every single person passes through every single seven steps, or even that they're going to pass through them in the same order that other people do. But it just outlines some th stages and things that people experience. You guys are familiar with them. The, you know, the denial, anger, guilt, acceptance, these kinds of things, right? I believe that is what we go through. When we wake up, for many of us, it's like you start freaking out. You got to talk to everybody you can. Like, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? You know, and, and we're trying to reach everybody. But also, we can get angry. We get angry like, holy shit, this is – I can't believe I spent my time doing this. And Maybe I invested in you know my energy and my life into this thing that's false. You can have that angry phase, right? Or maybe you have the denial. You're like you're starting to accept it, but you still want to hold on. No, this can't be true. This can't be true, right? But then there's also people who get angry, and they get stuck in that angry phase. I tend to call this angry phase the Alex Jones phase, <laughs> mainly because 
Alex Jones's reports over the years, despite whatever positive they may have done, including help wake up people like me, they are very fear-based. You know, Alex Jones's documentary Endgame did a big part of like did kind of push along my waking up process. But if I go back and watch that documentary now, Endgame, uh, you know, Global P Blueprint for Enslavement or whatever the full title is. I mean, it's just, it's filled with fear porn. I mean, you can like, dum, 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 like doomsday music and there's no solutions at all. It's the exact opposite of what we're trying to do with the Pyramid of Power documentary. So people get stuck in the Alex Jones phase. They get stuck in the very panic mode. There's no solutions. Everything's screwed. We might as well just give up. That's the defeatism. So watch out for defeatism. So division and defeatism. The third trap that I'm going to warn about is normalcy bias. And this is something that I'm noticing more and more around different parts of the U.S. as we're traveling, but also I think just generally speaking within some of the activist, truther, patriot, freedom, whatever you want to say movements. Last year, there was a lot of people reaching out to myself and Miriam, super excited about wanting to come to Mexico or even people who aren't coming to Mexico, but are like, man, we're getting our land in you know, Texas or we're, get, we're thinking about land in Idaho, we're doing this and that. And people were making moves, they're growing food, they're really thinking about like, how am I going to take care of myself and my family? I, I need to think concretely here and focus on real world action, concrete solutions, right? That's what we need right now. And it seems that as time has passed, especially for people who are in places like Texas, as an example, who are feeling pretty comfortable and think that, oh, well, our governor just passed a, a ban on vaccine passports. And so we don't have to do any work anymore, right? We just sit back and let the, the good old governor fight for us and he'll take care of it, right? Or other places in Texas and Arizona, like things are pretty normal, pretty chill. Even in Mexico, it's like it's easy to slip into that normalcy of like, oh yeah, you know, we're just living our lives. Don't worry, no reason to fight anymore. Don't fall into that, guys. Normalcy bias is a cognitive bias which leads to people dismissing warnings about disasters, on incoming disasters, disasters like, hey, it's headed your way. This could be a natural disaster. It could be an economic disaster. It could be all kinds of things. You look up the definition, definition in psychology, they tend to focus on kind of natural disasters. But the, what I've been saying to people is like, really think about it. What we're facing is a disaster of sorts. And so some of us are saying, guys, look what's coming. The Great Reset, you know, Agenda 2030, technocracy, technocratic state, some really scary things up ahead. We need to think about what's coming. We need to make sure that we don't get locked out of the grocery stores. We need to make sure that we're not dependent on them for our money, our health, our education, et cetera. We need to make sure that we don't have any you know, uh, vulnerabilities to the system and that we can safely pull out and exit and build from them, right? And a lot of people were feeling that. And I think there are still many who are, but it seems like as time has waned and maybe things have ebbed and flowed, some people kind of like, like they're acting like the shit hasn't already hit the fan. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as me and Miriam, and like many people I know, the shit has hit the fan. It hit the fan last year, and it's still swinging around. It's flinging all over the walls right now. It's hitting you in the face. If you're paying attention, if you smell, you can smell it all over you. It has hit the fan. <laughs> it's time to take action, right? So it's not time to get comfortable and go back to quote-unquote normal. Think about this as well. All last year, we were being pumped with the phrase, the new normal, right? This is what we're seeing. The new normal is, People wearing masks all the time. The new normal is showing your vaccination status when you go into a store. We should never, ever accept any of this stuff as normal. We should never accept masks on kids as normal. We should never accept like having to show these things to travel, to move around as normal. And normalcy bias, because we have these beautiful brains that want to achieve balance and equilibrium, 
even under the worst circumstances, our brains will try to achieve some sense of normalcy. You know, think about this. Under totalitarian regimes, whether they were Nazis, communists, fascists, whatever, do you really think that people just stopped living their lives and they just kind of froze in terror and never did anything? They stopped eating. They stopped having birthday parties. They stopped enjoying life. No, not at all. Even under the worst regimes, the people who chose to kind of accept what happened and quietly like, okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll turn it around later. You know, they don't want to be vocal. They don't want to speak out. They were afraid, right? They just went along with things, right? And maybe they know there's some messed up stuff happening, people being taken away in the night, people being censored, people being you know, killed, stuff like that. But they just continue on with life. And those kinds of things can become, quote unquote, normal. It's not normal. We need to think about that, right? So, But even in those worst circumstances, we will find a way to achieve some sense of normalcy. We need to be careful of that. We need, I'm warning against that. Don't allow yourself to slip into this idea of believing that what we are experiencing right now is normal in any way. This is not normal. This is the uh, new normal that they've been pumping and pushing our head. And we, as I said last year, it's time to reject the new normal. Instead, we're choosing to create our own new paradigm using the Freedom Cell Network, using the Greater Reset, using all kinds of uh, strategies to exit from these systems and build something better. That's what we're focused on. That's what my work is focused on. That's what the Activation Tour is focused on. And what I just shared with you guys, those three traps are part of my speech that I'm sharing throughout the activation tour. If you want to see us on the road, we still got four more dates on the Southwest uh, West Coast tour. And then in October, we'll be hitting the Midwest and the East Coast. We are going to Florida. Unfortunately, we'll only be in Orlando. Um, but check it out at activationtour.org. One last tip, actually a bonus one that I'll warn you, a trap to look out for. And that is the myth of the lone wolf. You know, the media, the FBI, and some of these government agencies that pump out their terrorism propaganda, they love to say like, oh, it was a lone wolf that killed JFK. It's a lone wolf that did the Oklahoma City bombing, a lone wolf. You know, that doesn't exist. I mean, yes, there are individual crazy people out there that are isolated and maybe they need some friends. And, you know, if you set them off or if you maybe as an F as an FBI uh, informant, if you give them the tools they need, they might go out and do something stupid. But generally speaking, that idea that of lone wolf, it's not a reality. I mean, look, I'm a strong, proud individualist who loves my privacy, my individuality, my, my space, all these kinds of things. But I love community. I love collaborating. And I also recognize that I can't do this without you guys. I need you. If I didn't need you, if I could do this on my own, then I would have already been out in the woods and in the forest building what I need. But I need community. I need security. I need to know that you guys are free where you're at so that I feel more free because I can't just go back to my house and live freely there knowing that you're suffering in Santa Cruz or in San Francisco or in Houston or in New York or anywhere else. I have come to realize more and more over the years that my liberation and my freedom is intrinsically tied to yours. I do believe in collective liberation through individual action and individual empowerment. And so the idea that we can do this on our own guys or that we don't need each other, it's bullshit. We do need each other. We need to come together. We need to stand together. And that's what Freedom Cells is about. That's what this network that we're building is all about. So that's just another myth to think about. This idea that we can do it alone, it's not real. It doesn't reflect reality, guys. So watch out for division. Watch out for defeatism. Watch out for normalcy bias. And remember that we need each other, guys, to get it through, get through what we're facing right now. I know it's difficult. I know it's rough. But as I've been seeing on this tour, guys, and this is just one small sample of it. I mean, we're getting 60, 70, 80, 90, up to 150 people at some stops. 
And people are all coming out excited about solutions, looking for real answers, ready to make tangible, tangible, practical moves. And that's what's going to move the ball forward. It's not just going to be theorizing and philosophizing. It's going to be actually helping people exit from these systems in a very real way. And if you are trying to do that, if you are a part of that same journey, then my friend, we are on the same team, even if we don't agree with everything. I want to work with you. I want to build with you. I want to see how we can support each other. Please find my work at theconsciousresistance.com. You can find more at the tour at activationtour.org. And until next time, my friends, remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free. Peace. This is Derek Bros. Derek Bros. Derek Bros. This is Derek Bros. of the Conscious Resistance. I'm here in Steady Run. That man is wanted in five different countries Chile, Argentina, Brazil. We've been fighting a long time. We've all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. Don't you fucking tease that horse! You are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. Ah, We've all stay alive. You have no idea 